I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast, starring Dave Schilling, Michael Olawakandi, Strobile Swift, Never Nervous Purvis Ellison, Joey Devine. Chilling. I don't know why I'm talking like that. I'm here with Sean Keen and Joey Devine. Hi. Hey, guys. What's up, guys? What's up, Round Ball Rockers? What's up, everybody? What's up, boys? Throw, fly the W, guys. We're back. Ugh. Round Ball Rockers. Round Ball Rock the fuckers. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> uh, round Ball Rock out with your cock out, guys. Round Ball Rockerinos. <laughs> Sun's out, guns out for Round Ball Rock. Our special guest this week is Cornell Reed. Yeah. Cornell, what's Cornell. happening? 
Nothing, man. Just stoked to be on this podcast. Talk to your rockheads. Uh, <laughs> uh, in a couple minutes, we're going to be getting the lead out, guys. So uh, look out for that. That's the, fr- the phrase that pays this week is two for Tuesday. <laughs> uh, Cornell is a very funny comedian and unfortunately yet another Golden State Warrior. <laughs> Get the lead out. <laughs> Uh, on that note, let's talk about the Golden State Warriors' first basketball game this week. Oh, man, I wanted to talk about the other super team that lost. Oh, what super team was that? W- would that be? The superest of super teams, the New York Knickerbockers. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Look, so, Derrick Rose only cared about one win this year, and that was in the courtroom. <laughs> 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 he uh, on cruise control until his next trial. <laughs> He already he said they were going to be eighty two and zero, right? He didn't think there was a game they could lose this year. <sighs> He's stupid. Fuck him. Look, <laughs> he I'm sucks. sorry, you can't say no to Derrick Rose. He will not accept <laughs> oh, no, no as an answer. No. Boo! <laughs> we're making light of a very serious situation. Uh, I'm just saying you can't when he's got a team. Yes, he does. He has a he has a he has a dream team, if you will. Yeah, his uh, legal team. <laughs> <laughs> well, All right. let's talk about the Warriors. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dream you. team because the uh, girls I, are always a dreaming <laughs> when that oh, team comes around. Oh, no, <laughs> I blame you for bringing up the Knicks. You didn't have to. We could have just pretended like that didn't happen. The I was like, yeah, talk- the triangle offense. That's like a you know oh, two dudes, one chick, right? Oh, I so thought ed- edit this out. <laughs> <laughs> I thought talking about the Knicks would make me less sad. No, no, no. You were wrong. The Warriors uh, struggled defensively against the San Antonio Spurs. And now Kevin Durant is is uh, posing for videos. Hey, he's losing his mind. Yes, he's, he's his grip on sanity is very loose. And he's uh, talking to himself while taking jumpers before basketball games. What's going on with this team? I think... He's trying to figure out whether he's imagining that a person named Zaza exists or not. <laughs> it's like a Shutter Island situation. Where <laughs> he's like, well, well, I think Zaza's there. People are talking about Zaza, but there's no one there defending the rim. <laughs> so. you, uh, you guys uh, watch you guys watch the Flintstones? Any Flintstones heads here? Sure. Are Remember when? Fred Flintstone had his little buddy, the Great Kazoo, uh-huh. and nobody else could mm-hmm. see him, but yeah. he's granting wishes for Fl- Fred Flintstone. That's Zaza Pachulia for mm-hmm. the Warriors. He's and the Great he- Zazu. <laughs> <laughs> Except zero wishes are being granted. Right? He's yeah. the not-so-great Zazu. <laughs> what do they do to solve this problem? Is it really a problem? No, it's fine. It's fine, fine, right? Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> it's one game They're against a fine. very good basketball yeah. team. I was also watching the World Series, so initially I was just following on my phone, and then they fell behind, and I was kind of like, I'll just watch a little bit of the game instead. (laughs) I'm already a Fairweather fan. Sure. (laughs) Well, I mean, they're so good. It's like May is about when you should start paying attention. I was on on a Virgin America flight, and the uh, satellite, like the dish network was fucked up. So the sound was literally in slow motion the entire time. It would be like, Zaza Petrulia can't rebound the basketball. So I'm not convinced <laughs> that it wasn't like a Twin Peaks dream well, anyway. It, 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 it sounds like it was an actual nightmare. Yeah, yeah. You, you were yeah. like, 
Yeah, this was your version of that Twilight Zone episode. Yeah. Where no one else can see those defensive rotations they're missing. There's no man on the wing. There isn't any man. No one. Come on. Kawhi Leonard's doing whatever he wants. I swear to you, I see Jonathan Simmons. Why won't you believe me? Jonathan Simmons has 16 points. No one knows who that is, it was a rough game, um, but let me pivot to a team that did win. How do you the guys Spurs? think about those Los Angeles Lakers, I was, baby? I got to say, I was very happy for my Laker fan friends watching that game. It was awesome. It's the only happy moment I'm going to have the entire season. Yeah, there's only going to be 23 more of those. So I know. So you I better relish to- them. <laughs> Drink it in, year. baby. I think, I think it was very impressive that they were able to – you know, score as much as they did on James Harden, Eric Gordon, <laughs> and Ryan Anderson. Trevor Reese is a lockdown defender. Clint Capella is a rim protector. Look, Come I mean, on. Look, Mike D'Antoni is all about that lockdown. <laughs> he may be playing in Houston, but his heart is in Big D. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, this is not um, going to be any sort of trend. But it felt good in the way that it felt bad for you guys to lose, but it's not a trend. Well, it's I, also I would say that if you're a Laker fan who you know had a couple years of the Kobe Bryant retirement party, and not not to not to say anything disparaging about Kobe Bryant, but it's nice to see a team that is making decisions that make any sense at all yeah, in terms yeah. of like learning and it's like well, they're a professional basketball team you don't have like yeah. an old guy who's like jogging up and down the court playing no defense and demanding the ball on every possession and it's also splitting his time managing the players tribune right i mean yeah, that's editing big, being the manager, <laughs> editor, for the manager editor yeah uh, he's on the bench with a sweater tied around his neck and the glasses on the bridge of his <laughs> yeah. nose just editing just like uh what was pitching it? headlines to Derek Jeter <laughs> what was Last that story year? about him editing short stories instead of like watching basketball or he was something? almost late to his final game because oh, yeah. he was editing short stories right. <laughs> occasionally they would draw up some plays in the huddle and they they'd turn to Kobe and they're like you are you drawing up a play and he's like no I'm working on my retirement poem. (laughs) (laughs) It's really about brevity is the soul of wit, right, Kobe? Mamba, out. Out. (laughs) Another fun story from this first week, Joel Embiid. Uh, Wow. Man. Oh, my God. This has been a fun first week of the NBA in general, but Joel Embiid is the funnest part of this first week of the season by far. He's a machine. I mean, he's scoring on Steven Adams. Like, no problem. Also refusing to pass, which is fun. I love that. Yeah. No, re- <laughs> yeah. no reason to. He's like, I've seen these guys play for two years to the bench. I've had nothing to do but no watch them the ball play basketball. Their <laughs> uh, everybody read the SI Lee Jenkins profile of Embiid, I assume. Uh, it was... It was legitimately heartwarming. I, I thought mm-hmm. he's like a Holden Caulfield type, just like trapped in a room playing like games with himself and drinking Shirley Temples. It's very yeah, sad. I didn't really realize that the Shirley Temple thing was also based on him not being old enough to drink. Yeah, he's actually <laughs> sort of young. <laughs> it's it. Well, it's I, I remember that from the the Kwame Brown era too. That it seems like the Sixers tried to take care of Embiid a little more, and he wasn't just like abandoned and yelled at by a mean homophobe in practice mm-hmm. every day like Kwame Brown was. But still, it's like 
especially when you have a team that's not particularly uh, competitive or doing anything except just renting guys at the end of their careers to hold cap space. Yeah, it's like boring. He's playing FIFA all the time in his hotel room. Like, yeah. Like he just yeah. needs he needs like one other. I don't know. It's like having like a beautiful, uh, wonderful greyhound. And then just keeping him in a hotel room and never letting him play with other dogs. And, and then making him watch beverages. other dogs lose races every single day. It's kind of like that. Kind of like that. <laughs> so, so close enough. Uh, do you think this is a, a, a pace that he can keep up? Is he going to be a rookie of the year candidate? Is he a potential all-star? I, I think, think so. Might, I think he could definitely win rookie of the year. And it's especially because it's such a good story and he's going to get the chance to shoot all the time. Yeah. So totally have 20 and six. I mean, they're never going to, they're not going to let him play more than 20 minutes a game this season, apparently, which might hamper that. Well, he played, he played like 22 minutes and he scored like 20. Right. But I'm just saying at some point, uh, not having the volume of say a, uh, um, like a like a rookie on a bad team who's playing forty minutes a game is right. Uh, I well, just don't know well, that there's another rookie that has a big threat. I was gonna him. say Ben Simmons is like he'll yeah. come back in January. Then are they gonna be the two candidates? I mean, Buddy Heald's gonna be playing like forty two minutes and a game. Ingram yes. at some point will probably get his minutes and bumped so well, up a little bit. So well done being on a Thibodeau team. No yeah. way. He's gonna play seventy five minutes. A he's game. gonna play. <laughs> Dunn's gonna play. Two minutes a game. Well, like, like how many guards do they have? Thibodeau's, Thibodeau's one of those guys that doesn't trust rookies and uh, He's Rubio's love ahead Ricky of him. Rubio. Yeah. He probably already loves him. Yeah. I mean, Rubio, the one thing he's really good at is playing really hard defense and also yeah. not turning the ball over. Um, also, he probably thinks that the way Tom Thibodeau dresses is totally normal because he's <laughs> seeing like <laughs> Americans in Europe all the time. And he's like, yeah, they're yeah, fanny <laughs> packs yeah. are Works, very right? cool. Yeah. <laughs> Real quickly before we move on, let's go around the table. One thing that you noticed from this week that stood out that was exciting or was indicative of how you think the season is going to go. Sean first. Uh, our man Dwight Howard dominating down low for Atlanta because. He just got tons of rebounds, and everybody forgot that that this wonderful hawk system. The front office finally was like, "Yeah, we should probably get some rebounds." Yeah, yeah. And the Celtics can't get a rebound without Horford. Right. Not really a coincidence yeah. that. Uh, so that'll be interesting. That like Brad Stevens really, I mean, he is a great Division One NCAA coach. Well, and but also- doesn't realize that like you can't have that Villanova six five center. Right, yeah. In the NBA. Well, right. also Dwight Howard really uh, frees up Paul Millsap to be able to take threes sure. yeah. and like kind of do more perimetery stuff, which he couldn't really do with Horford because <clears throat> they both were the same kind of rebounder. As long as there's not a moment where Dwight Howard is like begging for touches and like asking to post up. Oh, all I'm, the things that got him kicked I heard, out of Houston. Did you hear him That's say he wanted to take more jump shots this year, though? <laughs> <No>. Yeah, <laughs> when's he going to start but, shooting threes? That makes me so mad. <laughs> like, he could be a useful piece if he does exactly what Sean is saying. Yeah. But there is going to come a point when it all turns sour and he starts begging for the ball. You so can't, he yeah. Took, he took nine shots last night. Perfect amount. Perfect right, amount. right. It really is. Like, they should is all be no farther away than five feet. 
Well, you can't ISO in the post. You can't give him the ball in the post. No, so you've got to run off no pick and rolls every time. He's the anti-Embiid. Yeah. And that Embiid has more moves than we've seen yet, and Dwight has zero. Uh, the other thing that I think will work is that uh, because he's with Dennis Schroeder now, and Dennis Schroeder is German, I, I don't know that many German people, but they all think that farts are the funniest. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very German thing to be like, oh, what is that sound from Dwight? <laughs> it was funny. He was talking, and then it sounded like a, 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 a fart. It's not going to be a chemistry problem on that team. Uh, Joey, what have you got? Anthony Davis, man. Wow. Uh, Reminding everyone that he's actually an MVP candidate. Uh, He had 50 points, 15 rebounds, 5 assists, 7 steals, and 4 blocks. And they lost. (laughs) (laughs) That's the big problem. That is the problem where it's like... I, if you were like all NBA first team, I'd be like hell yeah. And then you're like MVP candidate. I'm like now they. If they win 20 games, he can't be the MVP. They, team's got to come in fourth or better. Yeah. To, what to a bummer. If they get if Drew Holiday comes back uh, quickly, Tim Frazier. Are they going? Are they a good team? No, they're a terrible. They're still team. bad. Yeah, they're still yeah. bad. I mean, they're they're less embarrassing though. Yes, yes. They could they could maybe sure. win thirty games instead of twenty. I mean, it, it's weird to look at the team and be like, man, with a healthy Tyreek Evans, that would really change things. I'm already sorry, <laughs> you threw me with that. I'm already salivating about Anthony Davis's potential decision. It's going to be great. I think he's coming to the Lakers. Let's move on, oh. Cornell. What what are you excited about? Uh, well, I mean. I'm excited about the whole season in general. I was going to bring up Anthony Davis too, but uh, Joey stole mine. So, um, oh, do you want me to talk about Miles Turner instead? Because that's my Turner, number two. Miles Turner is definitely <laughs> exciting. The whole Timberwolves team, Carl Anthony Towns, <laughs> is exciting. Uh, I mean, I think it's going to be really obviously watching the Warriors isn't going to matter until playoffs, but just seeing the problems that they already have shown and just how that's going to get preyed upon by the media and everyone already is going to make it for a real interesting mind fuck type of year mm-hmm. for the Warriors, which is going to be interesting to see how that happens and how that works out. It's going to be fine. <laughs> They're going to be okay. Uh, totally. I, got, I got two things. The Knicks are hella bad yeah. and <laughs> might be worse than we thought. And uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but – the uh, fan, Philadelphia 76ers fan who flipped off Russell Westbrook is a an open mic stand-up comic in Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. Is, I mean, of course he is. I mean, those are three terrible designations to give a person. First of all, comedian, yep. then open mic, yep. then resident of Philadelphia. <laughs> that's, well, that's well he technically lives in New York. He has a he has a, an over a million dollar condo in a Trump building. I was just gonna oh say, how God. did he get courtside seats if he's an open mic comedian? But he's a part time open mic. <laughs> he owns. <laughs> he's he's a urologist, so he has a lot of money, and he spends his free time not oh. only at Sixers games, but oh, at open man. mics. Are there two sadder things in the world than Sixers games and open mics? I mean, urology. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, also, Trump building. Yeah, God. he's just he's, he's uh, hit the grand slam of depression. He's when like, someone's examining your penis, you definitely want him to crack a bunch of racist jokes, though. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Or see him on TV and go, hey, that's the guy who looks at my pee hole. You know, <laughs> that guy flipping off yeah. Russell Westbrook. <laughs> 
he's uh he's I'm gonna dress as him for Halloween. It's gonna be great. That's a good idea. It was idea, either actually. Ken Bone, him, or David as pumpkins, <laughs> and I think I think Philadelphia 76ers asshole fan is the way to go. Uh, before we move on, we have uh, to take a time so take some time out for our sponsor. Today we have a new sponsor, guys. Uh, do you have trouble sleeping? I mean, yeah, sometimes. Uh, maybe because your franchise player left town and one of your minority owners killed himself because he was under federal indictment? Uh, not, not for that reason, no. Well, maybe it's time to get yourself a new mattress, a Cantor mattress. That's right. Cantor mattresses are the best mattresses produced in the entire nation of Turkey. Because they're designated by Oklahoma City Thunder, <coughs> because they're designed by Oklahoma City Thunder big man in his canter. Do you like a firm mattress, guys? Sure. The canter um. mattress is a stiff. It's over seven feet long, so it's not going to be a fit in every bedroom. But make sure you make a firm decision about where to put it because it's pretty immobile. And we'll be honest, the canter looks weird. The proportions are odd, and it smells like eggplant and sheep cheese. And it's been rated the singular best mattress available online. Did you say single or singler? I said singler. Kyle Singler owns this mattress. Oh, okay. But what the Cantor mattress is good for is scoring. When you're up against a Cantor, scoring is effortless. There's virtually no chance of rejection. The only thing you'll have to worry about is soft D. Now, it's only going to cost you $17 million a year, plus any flexibility to add different bedroom furniture in the future. They don't sell sheets or comforters because Cantor kind of sucks at coverage, but there's a special SA bonus offer? Sub-bonus. Sub-bonus offer. Sorry. See, guys, (laughs) some of this stuff is too... Anyway, if you enter promo code OLADEPO, Cantor will throw in a free ottoman. Not the footstool, one of the Ennis' relatives from eastern Turkey living in your home forever. Cantor mattresses. That's it. There was no tagline. They don't have a tagline. <laughs> they, uh, they, the, the, the copy they sent me is either incomplete or they just thought that was enough. Uh, I think it's because Cantor didn't actually attend college, so he hasn't figured that out yet. I he thought was it was just, just because he didn't know how to finish. Am I right, fellas? <laughs> oh, oh baby. I think that's the one thing he's actually good at. Yeah, though. that's true. Yeah. Actually, it's a federal offense to remove the tagline from a man. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! What a setup and knock him down, Sean. Uh, can I say one more thing? I'm excited about. I yeah, just of a big overarching thing. Just how big men are back in the NBA. Big men are back. Remember when the Warriors that year they won the championship? Everyone was talking about small ball and the small this, the small that. Now all the stars up and coming pretty much are just big. And yeah, but they are- all play like Clifford Robinson, who mm-hmm. everyone complained was a big man who played like a shooting guard. Right. <laughs> right. It's at some point the the pendulum has to swing back to the front court uh, because if every team goes small, then the one team that's like, actually, maybe we'll play a seven-footer who's just going to be an anchor in, in, in the paint is going to win basketball games just from sheer force of will <laughs> being bigger. But the, none of these guys are really anchors in the paint. Like, they, they sort of are, but they're also like – Shooting threes, yeah, yeah shooting threes and shooting taking twenty-two threes. footers. Yeah. Like, I mean, defensively, sure, but still, what they want on defense is these guys to be mobile enough to keep up with a perimeter guy. It's just they've like 
found bigger guards. Right? Yeah, that's kind like of essentially what they did. Yeah, <laughs> it's a. I mean, I I want to see post play become popular again because it's just fun to watch. Oh, because you like boring basketball. I love Hakeem wasn't boring for some reason. Two thousand yeah. through two thousand three was my favorite three years of basketball, <laughs> where absolutely nothing was fun. Um, but there's there's joy in watching somebody with really great footwork. The Hakeem Olajuwon is an ex- an excellent example yeah. of a guy who was just magical. When you put him five feet away from the basket, he could do special things. And Embiid is in that mold. Sure, sure. So I'd say it would that. be it would be great if there were some guys who could play that position. So Shaq would shut the fuck up about post play. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I love Shaq, but Shaq's like every single week on Inside the NBA. Man, if, if he just box, if he just like back him down and take him to the hole, it, he'd be so much better. Like not everybody, everybody's gonna play like that. Give it to the big man with thirteen minutes left on the shot clock. He'll back up. <laughs> Thirteen minutes, minutes on the shot clock. Thirteen minutes on the shot clock. Is this uh, like Bob Cousy era? Cel- that is the Bob Cousy era yeah. Celtics move. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, ISO for Sean. He's doing a Shaq impression. <laughs> I uh, needed a long time to set that up. Just give him the microphone. Let him dominate. Let him dominate. <laughs> <laughs> a cute chicken alert over here. I love Shaq. Uh, I really do. I hate the barbecue chicken thing, though. Do it's not like bad. that. It's too bad. Yeah. Don't. Say it uh, once. Don't say it 15 times. A nobody's three. better. You think Shaq's coming up with another thing to say? Yeah, nobody's better one? at marketing themselves than Shaq because he's got only one catchphrase. So he just <laughs> says it over and over again, and that gets over. Well, that's what the problem with that urologist in Philadelphia is. That's his closer, that double. <laughs> he double just flips off the crowd he just, he just every, time. every time. Thank you. <laughs> Goodbye. Uh, speaking of big men. Kristaps Porzingis yeah. signs with Adidas. Is mm. there a shoe that you're more excited about than the Porzingis one? <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to buy that. Sh- I'm buying. I'm going to stand in line like a like a hype beast and buy a Kristaps Porzingis. Yeah, there's sneaker. not going to be a line, dude. I don't think you're going to have to stand in line. Oh man, <laughs> you do because it's it's only available at Eastern Europe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To me. <laughs> to me, Porzingis signing with Adidas is like a total no-brainer because Eastern Europeans already love their track suits. Just <laughs> sell them the basketball <laughs> shoes, too. Uh, okay. Cornell, I know that you like shoes. Is that correct? Yeah. That's what I've been told by my research assistant. <laughs> yeah. uh, we do a lot of research here for our guests. Tell me, if you can, who these players should sign with. And I'm going to go down the list. Oh, we, interesting. We, I, think, okay. I, think, I think we should call it – I think we need a name for this game. Okay. Uh, um, so I've, I've thrown out a couple ones. Uh, one's called Sneak Peek. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Like that uh-huh. I like that. I like uh, that. Shoes Who. Ooh, baby. <laughs> shoes Who. Mm. Uh, yeah. And then uh, Kickstarter. Oh, Kickstarter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like that one. Joey's just like shut hate up. Hate all those. Days. Shut I up. I mean, they're fine. I, l- I don't. I can't pick a. I can't pick a best one. I'll tell you that team. much. <laughs> uh, Sean, go down this list, and we'll see. We'll see what Cornell has to say. Okay, okay. so we we have other players that, as far as we know, are not yet <laughs> signed to deals. Okay. Okay. I have a couple ideas for some of them, and some of them I would. I yeah. Okay, so first of all, uh, Lakers center Timothy Moskov. 
Oh wow, Timothy Mozgov. Uh, he's he's more of like a Fila guy, I would say. He's <laughs> <laughs> uh, gonna bring Fila back into the basketball era. I, when I was a child, bought those. Like my dad never let me buy like expensive shoes, but one time I talked him into buying me those Grant Hill Fila. Oh, I had those. Yeah, the ones that ru- ruined his career. Yeah, and. Uh, I wore them to school one day, and everyone told me they were women's shoes, and I never, <laughs> I, I never wore them to school again. <laughs> I mean, they were very ugly. Yeah. Not only did they ruin the career of a promising young player, they were also hideous. <laughs> yeah, uh, we had a suggestion that Timothy Mozgov could sign with fake Jordans. Yeah, fake Jordans. <laughs> yeah, Jordans. I think he's the first player to sign with fake Jordans. <laughs> he like he goes to MacArthur Park to get all yeah, his yeah, shoes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I believe when we were talking about this segment, the uh, the name of the brand was Ear Jordan. Ear Jordan. Yeah, they're just the same. Uh, okay, Frank Kaminsky of the. Uh, oh Charlotte. wow! Speaking of like those big men you love, yeah, those, yeah. Those <laughs> big man Renaissance in Charlotte. Oh <laughs> uh, man, he's he's such a white bread guy, but I feel like he's probably already signed to like Lee Ning or something like that. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he seems like he'd be like an anti guy, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or he's picked up the uh, the New Balance gauntlet from. Uh, um, What's his name? Matt, uh, Bonner. Matt, Matt, Matt Bonner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, New Balance makes sense. That makes sense to me okay. a lot. Yeah. Uh, actually, yeah. That, so question with New Balance, would they sign up the Zeller family or the Plumley family? Which of them is more of a New Balance family? Oh, man. That's tough. I feel like Plumley. They might be a little too um, Plumleys edgy are too for athletic. Balance. They're too, too yeah. They yeah. Can uh, which Zeller plays for the Celtics? Tyler. Tyler, Tyler was passing like crazy uh, yesterday. Passing um, is more of a New Balance family. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Uh, yes. yeah. Yeah. And yeah. just yeah. being named Cody is also <laughs> yeah, yeah. a New Balance thing. Okay. <laughs> so does that mean if you were if you were signing the Plumleys, does that mean the Skechers Corporation has a shot? Oh man. Yeah, that I think is... the Skechers. I think Plumleys are for sure Skechers. Okay. You know, you might want to get some more of like a one of the um, like me and my friend CJ call the meatball point guards for Skechers. Like you know, Raymond Felton. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. See, it yeah. explains itself when you say meatball point guard. <laughs> like Khalid El Amin. Yeah, oh, exactly. What, what about Timberlands for for <laughs> oh Ray Felton? Because <laughs> like I, when I think yeah. of Raymond Felton, I think of like Funk Master Flex for some like, reason. Yeah. He's He's not like street enough for Timbaland. He brought a though. he brought a gun into the yeah, locker that's room. That's true. Yeah, he's real. He's a real yeah. one, man. But also, <laughs> he sure. like eats so many cupcakes. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he kind of looks like the actual Timbaland. He does. Yeah. So yeah. right. Yeah, like, think about all the heavy set hip hop guys. Right. Like Raekwon eats cupcakes yeah. too. Yeah. But yeah. see, Ray Felton to me doesn't seem like Wu Tang enough. That's my. Yeah. Pro- that's my okay. thing. I think he's more of a Rick Ross. Yeah. Like a guy who's not really that hard. Yeah. Rick Ross was a prison guard. Yeah, exactly. Right. He was a coward. <laughs> um, okay, how about Michael Beasley of the of the Oh Houston my god. Well you didn't you didn't we didn't reveal who Kaminsky's gonna sign with. Oh sorry. Oh yeah, I actually have some inside knowledge oh, okay. that uh, sorry, he yeah. has a holding deal with Crocs yeah. right now. <laughs> They're trying to figure out how they get the ankle. 
Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The backstrap okay. around the ankle. <laughs> <laughs> the nice thing about it is they breathe, so you don't really get sure. athlete's foot. <laughs> sure. Right, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, Houston Rockets, Michael Beasley. Super cool bees. Is he still on the Rockets? He made it again? He did, right? I think so, yeah. Oh, good for him, man. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't need to play or anything, but yeah, good for him. Yeah. Uh, man, that's tough. Michael Beasley. I feel like maybe... Um, a strapped sandal company? Maybe we're talking <laughs> Tiva. Like Birkenstock? No, you like the Velcro, like Tiva. Stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, Birkenstocks are ridiculous. You can't play basketball on those. Mm. Yeah, know? but you can rock a Tiva on the court. Yeah. yeah. There's, enough, there's enough traction on the, on yeah. the bottom. It's like the those new LeBron. all Velcro. Yeah. Those toe oh, shoes. <laughs> toe as, shoes. As, as long as you can, you know, cut effectively. That's yeah. what I'm looking for in a basketball shoe is if I can stop on a dime and right. cut to the basket. Yeah, I mean, in Tivas, you could do that in the middle of a river. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think he's going to sign with Heelys. Um, yeah. <laughs> For sure. He's losing acceleration as yeah, he gets yeah. older. Uh, I'm sorry. He got traded to the Milwaukee Bucks. Oh, uh, oh right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's uh, he's Chris Middleton's replacement. Oh, that's, that, that's definitely a one-to-one but equivalency. yeah, I think he and Giannis could sign with Healy for I, sure. I think Milwaukee's a good Healy's town. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure. There's a lot yeah, of just young Healy. miscreants uh, rolling around downtown Milwaukee. The only thing that Giannis would want in his Healy's is also to have the lights in the back. Is there a way to get the wheel and the can light up shoe? Like yeah. LA lights wheelie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. yeah we can do, we can make that happen. And he could start his Euro step from the other side of half court. Then, right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's not traveling if you're rolling. <laughs> right, exactly. My, my pivot foot is still down. Yeah. It's just that I'm rolling. It's planted, but the wheel keeps <laughs> yeah. taking me. It's not my fault. Um, okay, a couple other players. Uh, Cole Aldrich. Stone Cole oh Steve my Aldrich, gosh. my favorite. Yeah, he's just got, like, uh, a work boot. You know, <laughs> a old worn work boot. Red Wings yeah. work boot. Yeah. yeah, yeah, something with a mm-hmm. steel toe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, James Michael McAdoo of the Golden State. Warriors. Oh wow, yeah, he's got um, probably just like a, a no slip restaurant sneaker. I would say <laughs> he's got a bus tables after the game. <laughs> I was going to say, like, the generic NBA 2K shoe that your player just starts with in the game before you sign. Because, honestly, being on the Warriors probably still isn't enough money to pay rent in San Francisco (laughs) anymore. Um, Okay, your next player is Jeremy Lin. Toe shoes. <laughs> toe shoes, 100%. I made that joke earlier, but that's right. your toe nah, shoe player. I see him playing barefoot just because he's a salt of the earth Christian man. So, like, Jesus walked the desert without shoes on. That haircut, though. Yeah. The well, haircut's, like, <laughs> anime. It'd be like a motorcycle boot, I think, like. Yeah. <laughs> like, like a Doc Martin. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I kind of feel like he has, like, two pairs of shoes that he has in his locker. And at certain points, he notices that one pair is gone. And that's, and that's when Jesus sh- carried him. <laughs> Jesus carried me in the fourth quarter against Atlanta. Um, okay, Markeith, oh. Morris. Well, both Morris. Yeah, <laughs> both they're, Morris. They're, Marcus and Markeith. They're both going with the same yeah. company. They're right? legally not allowed to wear shoes because they kick homeless men when they oh. when they wear them. Oh. I think I, I could also see them wearing matching toe rings. <laughs> yeah. 
Just just so you know, the other one is always with you. Yeah. Um, okay, so now some players who are maybe not from the NBA particularly. Uh, what do you think the shoe deal would be for Jimmy Chitwood from Hoosiers? The star uh, I mean, shooting guard. I, yeah, that's hard. It's hard to say because I think all there was back then was Converse. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think he's sponsored by shoes that are found hanging from telephone wires, <laughs> <laughs> like from the poster. <laughs> yeah. Or probably like like Marlboro made some shoes yeah. that he's wearing. Lucky Strike sponsored <laughs> yeah, yeah, his shoe. Yeah. That was the thing that it, they should have done in Hoosiers is they all should have been smoking cigarettes while they were on the bench. Right? <laughs> That's how basketball was for sure back then. If coach goes, I go. Smoke cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> Who else? Uh, hey guys, you gotta take five puffs before you take a shot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Who else? Hey. Oh, okay. Sorry, uh, Ollie from Hoosiers. Sorry, I, I realized you were riffing. Oh, you're right. No, 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 no. I was just pretending to smoke cigarettes, and then like you're not convincing doing this, Sean. <laughs> um, Ollie, Ollie. Oh. Which Hoosiers. one's Ollie? Is Ollie's he the drunk the guy, guy who makes that free throw? Yeah, he's garbage. He's terrible. He's Is he the, the Christian player. one? He's with Anta. <laughs> He's with Anta, and they're yeah. like, "You're a witch." Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, Billy Hoyle, Woody Harrelson's character from White Man Can't Jump. Oh, he's Reebok all the way. Oh, yeah. for sure, yeah, he's the most Reebok basketball player. Dada. Remember when Chris Webber was sponsored oh, by Dada? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. The spinning rims yeah, yeah. in the shoe. <laughs> oh my god, that was so sweet. Uh, by the way, Cornell, do you know which four players in the NBA are still <laughs> currently sponsored by Reebok? They're still the four players rocking Reeboks. That is still rocking Reeboks. Uh, no, I have no idea. <laughs> Uh, whatsoever. So you have Gerald Green, the only <laughs> nine-fingered player in the NBA, uh, whose most famous dunk, whose one, whose second most famous dunk involves him taking his shoes off. If you remember right, in the dunk contest, yeah, birthday <laughs> yeah. cake is the best. Yeah, one. that's yeah, his. That's yeah. his most famous. That's birthday cake to me is my favorite <laughs> dunk. It's my favorite. Uh, it's my favorite dunk ever. But anyway, <laughs> wait, better than the Vince Carter dunk in yeah, the Olympics? Yeah, yeah. The so it's like no, no dunk contest dunk. Excuse me. Okay. It's my favorite dunk contest. That's dunk. that's an important distinction. Even though Javale McGee has dunked three basketballs. Oh, I love that <laughs> too. <laughs> on two rims. He got robbed. Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so so you have Gerald Green. You have Raymond Sessions. Somehow okay. they won the big. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. <laughs> and then and then two guys who probably signed with Reebok at a time when it made sense. You like, have Jason Terry. Okay, so, I was gonna say yeah, Meta yeah. World Peace. Or like. <laughs> yeah, you, you know the Jet Seven Forty Sevens, the signature Jason Terry Reebok shoe. <laughs> uh, and then Andre Miller. The That's oldest man in the Both signed NBA. with Reebok in the 80s. Yeah. I, feel like, I feel like if you cut Gerald Green from that, that would be your roster of Timberlands. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah Andre yeah. Miller's seen some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt. He didn't take part, but he saw some yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I was right there uh, in Indianapolis at that club. Okay. Uh, how about Eddie from the movie Eddie? That is Whoopi Goldberg's <laughs> coach character, <laughs> the fan who is hired to coach the New York Knicks. Oh wow, um, that's. Does Ann Taylor make a shoe? 
I was gonna say, what's that company from the Wolf of Wall Street where they all went to prison for? Steve Madden. Steve Madden. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I kind of think she might wear an Easy Spirit pump. It looks like a patent and it feels like a sneaker. <laughs> um, how about Antoine Tyler? Antoine Tyler is Kadeem Hardison's character from The Sixth Man. He was a living one or the dead one? He yeah, is the is dead he the one. Ghost? You know, okay. Marlon was the ghost. So yeah. I was I was doing some research as I always do for the podcast. Um I learned that The Sixth Man basically has the same plot as the Hank Gathers story. <laughs> <laughs> he has a heart attack and he dies in an ambulance and then his team makes an improbable run in the NCAA tournament. So they took like Maybe the saddest moment in college basketball history, and turned it into a wacky ghost movie. <laughs> it was it was uh, either that or Lynn Bias, and they right. picked they picked Hank yeah. Gathers. Are you Good sure choice. there wasn't really a ghost on that team? You yeah, know, was Hank Gathers' oh, go ghost? Th- that's probably yeah. some screenwriter. It's like, man, it's like there's a ghost guy in those left-handed free throws. <laughs> Bo Kimball keeps taking. Or someone in the locker room is like, this would make a hilarious movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because they're, they're from Loyola. They're yeah. in L.A. Yeah. Wasn't Eric Spolster on the court when that happened? Yes. That's so he killed Hank Gathers. Yeah, okay. definitely. That's not. Oh, that's, let, let's cut that out. Okay. Uh, I, think, <laughs> I think Spo listens to the pod, so let's, let's right. cut that out. Uh, what like, shoe he, does he wear, though, guys? What shoe does that ghost does he, wear? <laughs> he's not the ghost. Whatever shoe yeah, he wants. Ghost, that's what I'm saying. The ghost character. Oh, I thought Marlon, I thought Marlon was, the ghost. was the ghost. Is really? Kadeem? I think Kadeem. No, I don't think Marlon is the ghost. I think it's Kadeem. I'm looking it up. In the meantime, what shoe does this imaginary does person the ghost wear? <laughs> the ghost. We're okay, what shoe does the, the ghost. ghost wear? Any shoe he wants. It's the afterlife, it's the afterlife baby. Yeah. So what, yeah. what shoe is that? If you could wear any shoe from history... If you could wear any shoe from history, Jordan ones. His actual. So that's it, my any shoe from history. I would wear the Jordan ones my ev- for every event. It's hard with Jordans because they've all just been redone and brought back out so many times. It's all just kind of meaningless. I now. mean, a real Jordan one. Though. You mean the like ones that he the wore? band ones, the red and black. Yeah, Kadeem yeah. Hardison is the deceased player. So yeah, so Kadeem, <laughs> he plays Kadeem. the role of deceased player. <laughs> yeah, he passed. <laughs> He had a heart attack. Actually, while, he dunked so hard that he had a heart attack. Actually, he I had a heart attack while filming the movie, and his ghost finished out <laughs> filming the rest of it. Just like in The Crow. Yeah, so. we got to change the script dramatically. <laughs> we got a ghost we're working with we're now. It's a regular movie about basketball. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was about sibling rivalry. And then <laughs> circumstances being what they were, we uh, necessitated a Joss Whedon rewrite. And that's why we've never seen Kadeem Hart. <laughs> <laughs> what shoes is he gonna wear, guys? He's um, wearing the like Mike Magic shoes. Okay. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <I think> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or the Ernest ones from Ernest Plays yeah, Basketball. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> from Slam Dunk oh, Ernest. Yeah, yeah Slam Dunk yeah. Ernest. Yeah. yeah. Uh, on that note, I see Airbud on this list. What? Yeah, that was gonna be the closer. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I I, uh, I spoiled. That's right. The the right. We're on the last one. He's oh, on the last okay. one. Wait, I thought Jesus Shuttlesworth was also well, an option. You know, some somebody. Well, no. Uh, well. I was also thinking that maybe the the six man would wear Dwayne Wade shoes and then just cross out the D and write in an N. So oh, it could be Dwayne, Dwayne Wade yeah, shoes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. Okay. Uh, okay. How about yeah? What about Jesus Shuttlesworth? He is P. wearing. Sonny Vaccaro has been paying him money since the age of two, so yeah. he's wearing wherever Sonny is at the time he got game 
got made. Probably Nike. Maybe yeah. Adidas. I feel like he's not wearing shoes at all. He just slips his each foot into a woman's vagina at the college <laughs> he goes to and plays basketball With in that. two women on each, <laughs> yeah. one woman on each foot. Uh, I imagine he wears the infamous Kobe 2s. <laughs> The Adidas Kobe 2s. Oh, you guys remember the what those moon like? shoes? The ones that look hella ugly? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Um, okay, we also... Okay, so we have two more people, two more <laughs> basketball greats on this list. Oh, actually, I'll throw this one in. What do you think the Monstars wore in Space Jam? Oh, shit. Oh, wow. Um, man. They... Jack boots. Do those fools they're even thugs. wear? I don't know. They're, they're <laughs> thugs who want to enslave people. <laughs> I feel like they, there were no shoes that would fit those irregular monster feet. But, I mean, if they got yeah. a shoe deal. Yeah, if they got a them. shoe deal, who would make them? They play an ugly brand of basketball. What's the ugliest basketball shoe of all uh, Spalding's. Time? The Hakeem Olajuwon Spalding's. Yeah, I was just going to say the, the Dreams. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Hakeem Olajuwon shoes, maybe. Um what were those uh, Nikes that zipped all the way up? Do you remember those? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Velcroed uh, at the top? Yeah, those were terrible. I can also <laughs> see them wearing Air Force Ones. Yeah. Which, which have not air, uh, aged well, the Air Force Ones. Like, they were so cool in 1999. Yeah. yeah. But I look at them now, and I'm like, I would They're not. They're too high. Yeah. They're, like, weirdly <laughs> like, like a platform shoe. Yeah. yeah. No. Uh-uh. <clears throat> Every time I go, I, like, try on an Air Force One that's, like, that they've re-entered. I'm like, I just, Yeah, I don't know why they're classic. Yeah, they're, like, wedges. <laughs> <laughs> the songs. The song the is tight. The song yeah. is tight. The song yeah. is very yeah. good. Um, okay, so we have, we have two more. Uh, one of them is... Uh, do you guys, you remember the movie Forget Paris? Of course. <laughs> How of could course. I forget? <laughs> <laughs> Billy Crystal, uh-huh. Deborah Winger. Yeah. Uh-huh. Lovely, um, lovely film. Okay, so so Billy Crystal's ref character, mm-hmm. Mickey, in that film, what would his shoe deal be? Uh, the Donaghy ones. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say some sort of wingtip, maybe Stacey Like Adams. a Bruno Mogley. <laughs> yeah, Bruno Mogley. Yeah. <laughs> One of those rare ones you don't you don't see too often. <laughs> uh, and then the final the final person on the list, Airbud. What yeah. kind of shoes would Airbud wear? What kind of shoe deal would he get? I think he signs with Nike and wears baby shoes, like yeah, baby baby, Nikes. baby, baby Nikes? Nikes. Yeah, that'd be pretty sweet, actually. <laughs> yeah. Here's the question: Is he is he wearing the shoes or is he chewing up the shoes? <laughs> well, you gotta lace them up real tight. Yeah, so like I don't think he can get them off. It well, what so do you think? But, I mean, just, like, shoes that are laying around. Don't dogs love to chew up shoes? Oh, yeah. My dog is all about chewing on my shoes. I've almost ruined my um, my Air Maxes just from leaving them out and letting him go to town on them. So, yeah, I mean, what would be the appeal of signing a dog to a shoe company? Because he's but the best basketball the player of all time. <laughs> True, the but, best basketball playing dog you, of all time. Let's say you make a signature Air Bud sneaker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who are you? Mar- are, do humans go and buy no, are, yeah. those are shoes? Or do or they, they buy them for, dogs. Dogs. for their dogs? They're yeah. for dogs, I think. For like yeah. when the Which dogs play pickup? Yeah. <laughs> 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 they want to roll an ankle so they're all high tops. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if dogs got real demanding about that? Like, you start to throw a ball and play fetch, and the dog's like, come on, man. <laughs> i got to lace this them up. My, i got to think about yeah, my joints this here. This is my day this off, is, dude. This repetitive stress injuries. <laughs> well, that's great. Do we Why have anything we else? We learned a lot. We yeah. learned a lot in this, in this game. There, there's a couple 
people, one person in particular that I think you missed from this list, and that is Philip Seymour Hoffman from Along Came Polly. <laughs> First of all, RIP. I know you're up there yeah. in heaven. Looking down on this podcast. Yeah, like, yeah. Thanks. Thanks for the shout out. <laughs> uh, but what shoes did he wear? Oh, man. I don't know. I don't know. I think maybe like Reebok pumps. Definitely, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because prob- he probably thought it made him play better. Right, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, he seems like the type of guy who would wear, like, Asics, maybe, like a running <laughs> a running shoe to play yeah. basketball in. And just, like, the, the bottoms are really worn out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, that's nice. <laughs> we figured that one out. That that's was important good. for that's me. That's good. Um, so we – I think we – do we want to talk about the holidays? Yeah, it's Halloween coming up. It's this should have been a spooky episode. Ooh, we did talk about the ghost of Hank Gathers. <laughs> we so did. <laughs> uh, the National Basketball Association's big holiday experience is usually Christmas. In the NFL, they do Thanksgiving. The NHL does New Year's Day. College football is is uh, New Year's Day too now or something. Mm-hmm. New Year's Eve. But the NBA doesn't – nobody does anything for Halloween. Usually usually that's when everyone's first games would be. It was really annoying. Have to get up. I can't watch Jason Richardson because I've got to hand out candy to fucking happy children. (laughs) It's horrible. (laughs) They don't even know what it's like to be a Warriors fan. Don't you get it? I want to get sad while my team loses by 20 to the Wizards. (laughs) It's it's the least important game of the season, and I have to watch it. This franchise is already haunted by bad decisions. (laughs) But what what would a, a National Basketball Association uh, team do to celebrate Halloween other than everyone dressing up as their favorite characters? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Is just doing like um, jerseys, like they could do different Spooky maybe yes jerseys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I don't know if you could do all the same jersey. Like I don't think you would do everyone's Freddy. Kru- the Warriors are Freddy Krueger and I mean that would be sick yeah. I think is what that's I what they should do. The, I think the Celtics should all have to dress as Heath Ledger's Joker and play a game. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why? <laughs> Cuz Kelly Olynyk made them cuz that is clearly Kelly Olynyk's Halloween costume He's an every agent year. Of chaos. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh I think somebody's got to be the zombies from Thriller and do a halftime as the zombies from Thriller, who would that team be? Because they'd have to have some rhythm. Not the Pelicans, because no. there's too much actual death surrounding that yeah, team. Yeah, let's keep uh, let's keep zombies out of it. Not the Jazz. The Jazz always have too many white players. Yeah. Um, I think maybe the Bulls, because they have the most players that were alive when Thriller came out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that feels right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and they've already got you know red in their uniform, sort of like the red jacket from the Thriller video. Yeah, yeah, that's perfect. Okay, uh, what would the Lakers dress up like? Oh man, maybe like um, the Gremlins, something like <laughs> small. What? Young, I don't know. The Gremlins. I'm trying to think of like our children of the corn. <laughs> 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 they, they all go in white face and they're real pale farm I, kids. 
I think they should all have to go as Jack Nicholson. I like that idea. That yeah. is great. That's a much better idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm Jack Nicholson. Yeah. That's my Jack Nicholson impression, guys. Thank you very That's much. pretty good. Um, <laughs> Golden State Warriors. They're light years ahead of everybody in the costume game, so they got to have a good one. You know what it is? They're all wearing T-shirts that just say, this is my Halloween costume. <laughs> <laughs> you know, That's light a, years ahead, yeah, bro. Yeah. Yeah, too cool for school yet again. Uh, how about those hot D'Antoni Rockets? Mm. Well, it's got to be something where James Harden can still have his beard. Right. So yeah. maybe they all go as James Harden. <laughs> 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 well, I mean, considering he's the leader of the team and he has choice, first pick, he's going to pick himself. Yeah, uh, it's fair. Totally. Totally. James Harden. <laughs> I call James Harden. <laughs> uh, what about the Oklahoma City Thunder? They go as the ghost of that owner who killed himself last year. Aubrey McClendon. This is a spooky podcast. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Jesus Christ. Oh, man, I'm all. What if they person. did a sequel to Six Man where it's the ghost of an owner making all these amazing <laughs> owner decisions? <laughs> James Dolan's listening to ghosts. Yeah. Like, well, Doing be- Oladipo bobblehead night. <laughs> it He's be- monitoring their nutrition. <laughs> <laughs> It would be the ghost of Dr. Jim Buss. Oh, like, yeah. Well, we'd be like five championships in if Yeah, Dr. no, he Buss comes back. He comes back oh. to convince them to trade for Anthony Davis. I am rock hard right now. <laughs> <laughs> God damn. That's hot. Do you think Dr. Bu- Dr. Dr. Jerry Buss in death, would he be focusing on the Lakers? Or 100%. would he just be posted up in like... A women's a lot locker, women's locker the forum, There's a forum club in heaven, and he's there. Um, no, he would be so focused on his first love, which was the Los Angeles Lakers. Wasn't his first love playing poker? And then the Lakers. <laughs> poker, women, horses, real estate, Lakers. They're his on own the list. children after that. They're somewhere down. Don't worry about <laughs> yeah, that. Don't worry down They'll there. be fine. They'll, be They'll sort it out. What about the Dallas Mavericks? Oh. They would all be one horse. (laughs) (laughs) Just get uh, uh, 12 guys in a horse costume, put Carlisle at the front, and then just go go uh, about your business. Bo gets under there tweeting hateful things. Can we talk about Andrew Bogut being potentially conservative? Well, we Getting into a fight that. with our friend Josh Androsky on Twitter. But we knew he was a... Wait, is he, that real? I didn't see that at yeah. all. Oh, okay. Joe he was Kino. tweeting about SJWs being bad, and then Josh Androsky tweeted at how like SJWs are better warriors than they were in the finals, and then they were going back. Andrew oh, Bogut boy. looked up Josh's Wikipedia, I mean, uh, IMDB page. It's like very for reference, if you don't yeah. didn't listen to the episode, Josh is a friend of the the podcast, former guest, and a comedian, and uh, yeah, really, really turned his back on Joey and Sean with that move. I mean, he's racking up more blocks on Twitter these days than he did in the finals. Yeah, so. <laughs> because he also blocked our friend Amy Miller. Oh yeah, Amy yeah. Miller, very funny for comment. calling him a dumb dumb. <laughs> 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 I mean, it doesn't surprise me when any Australian is conservative. Exactly. Right. They're yeah. an entirely racist country. This is yeah. the second Wait, time we've no, buried on, Australians on the podcast, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> I mean, Della Vidova is a big 
Gary Johnson supporter. In fact. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I heard that. No surprises. Yeah. But no yeah, surprises. like Andrew Bogut, when he, he went to school in Utah, he's Australian. That dude, we know he's, come on. Like, I think when he got drafted, there was a quote about him complaining about how NBA players like their bling too much, which is like coded language for yeah, racist. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, last Halloween costume, specific person here. Russell Westbrook. Ooh. Oh, my God. I think he's going to go as like a sexy cat. <laughs> I could see him doing that. Yeah. For some reason, this is completely unfounded. I feel like he's really into the movie Blade. Totally. But like a really, really precise Blade costume. And like even <laughs> With the glasses and that like thing he throws at uh-huh. vampires. Oh my god, that would be so. He even awesome. gets um. Uh, what's his face? Who is his his Ennis, buddy? Well, I think Ennis Cantor and Mitch McGarry have to dress as zombie as as vampires for Blade. I love it. Even though Mitch McGarry's been released, he's still contractually <laughs> obligated <laughs> to do the group costume. Uh, I think the the Thunder probably should have been the Thriller team because you get Cameron Payne and, and Westbrook doing the thriller dance and the internet's gonna explode see i like i like the blade thing because then billy donovan can go as whistler and go use this that's who i was trying to think of whistler was his buddy uh one last suggestion for him though kevin durant the ultimate troll he dresses as kd and he paints an l on his face in yellow this no is that too close yeah, to home? That feels too like mean? you're dissing yourself when you put an L on your own forehead. <laughs> but it's a I mean, KD what, costume. But I mean, is he just wearing a basketball? I just think even having the uh, the L on your forehead, like that's what Smash Mouth does to mock you. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh, oh. well, what if it's like? What if he goes his blade and then he's holding a decapitated Kevin Durant? See that? There, there you go. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, at least I got you there. And yeah. Got you referring to there, day yeah. warriors. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, okay. Bonus round. Adam Silver. I think Adam Silver goes as Nosferatu. <laughs> I was gonna. I was gonna say one of the uh, aliens from the movie Dark City. <laughs> I I was gonna say. Uh, What's his name from Harry Potter? Um, the bad guy in Harry Potter. Oh, he, Voldemort. He, Voldemort. He will not yeah. be named. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I named oh, him. Shit. I named him. I named him. <laughs> <laughs> or, or what about that gray alien from American Dad? What's his name? Oh, Roger. Roger. Yeah, yeah. That'd have been a good choice. Do you guys uh, know the name of the alien from American Dad? I do. <laughs> <Not me. laughs> I does. totally do. Okay. Entertain his podcasters. Okay. What's Adam Silver gonna be, Cornell? Come on. Ah, oh, man, this is tough. I feel like um, Inspector Gadget. What? That was out of nowhere. <laughs> oh know. man, that was like a Steph Curry three. It's like you didn't see it coming, and then boom, it's in. It wow. would be tight if he went as David Stern. Oh yeah, uh, and put an L like, on his forehead. <laughs> you'd have to do that thing where like you're on your knees, like the dwarf thing with your <laughs> shoes on your knees. Yeah. Around, like, hey, I'm David Stern. Hello. <laughs> we introduce the Lollipop Guild. That's what I see him. He could doing. also go as Slender Man. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Yes. And now I want to go as Slender Man. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We have one last thing we have to go through. We do this every week. 
2016-2017 Golden State Warriors have to play someone. Um, who's it going to be this week, Sean? Well, this week the Warriors lost by 29 points to the San Antonio Spurs. So we are actually a one-time we oh. are going to match up the what? San Antonio Spurs what? against a legendary The super team. team. Oh, no. boy. I mean, they are a super team. They won by, what, 29 points? I don't know. Sean, who are they playing? Well, because we're doing a one-time uh, San Antonio Spurs special, uh, we're going to put them against a team that's, that's dear to San Antonio, Texas. The Defenders of the Alamo. Oh, oh. this team is stacked, Sam brother. Bowie. You got, wow. You got Jim Bowie, actually. Or Jim Bowie. <laughs> Sam, Sam Bowie. <laughs> yes. I mean, he I don't know if I would trust Alamo him. Yeah. Sam Bowie would have maybe helped. You would want someone who could actually defend things. Uh-huh. He's got a lot of reach. Uh, you got Davy Crockett. Uh-huh. Wow. That's your captain right there. Uh, you have. You don't have Sam Houston. He's He's... The, the he's this is the Republic of Texas that is fighting there. I mean that's rough. Uh, they're facing Santa Ana, okay, the the prime president of Mexico at the time. Uh, you've also got uh, William Travis, okay, commander, uh-huh. mm-hmm. uh huh, namesake of Travis Air Force Base. Oh wow! In uh, in what was that? Not Stockton. Uh, what is that town called? Travis Air Force Base is where? Is it in Fairfield? Yes. Okay. If if we're wrong, guys, Central please California, Northern us. California people, please tweet me. Please don't. So, so what happened is they had about 100 soldiers there, mm-hmm. and they had a bunch of uh, cannons, and it was a low fort. And so they, they sent Jim Bowie with 30 men to get that artillery out and destroy the Alamo. Instead, okay. he decided, we are going to stay here. And we are going to defend this house. <laughs> <laughs> so what you're saying is they have a heavy home field advantage. They have a heavy home advantage. field home court advantage, uh, and they have they have roughly 160 defenders. So is the mm-hmm. mission here for the Spurs to overtake the Alamo? The Spurs have or to, to take win the, the basketball Alamo. game. <laughs> yeah, well, we we usually have to decide if they're playing basketball or oh, not. Oh yeah, well, and, well, what do you think? Are they playing basketball <laughs> against the Alamo defenders, or are they? attempting to take over the Alamo well, and put all the defenders to the sword. I kind of think it'd be fun if they played basketball in the Alamo Dome. I think it'd be well, against f- the guys from the Alamo. Yeah, it'd be kind of freaky for the uh, Alamo defenders to have to be the visiting team in the Alamo. Okay. Okay. So okay. it's a basketball game. But maybe I'm wrong. Joey, what's your opinion on this? I could go either way. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Cornell, you're the deciding vote here. Are they playing basketball or are they having an all-out violent armed conflict? So I think it might be easier to, to do an all-out armed conflict because it's easier to translate ba- their basketball game into a fight versus those guys' defense. <laughs> fight into a basketball yeah. game? I, I feel like this is the uh, the biggest problem with this concept <laughs> every week is that if we just have them play basketball, of course the basketball team <laughs> is going to win. All right, so let's do the improbable. They're the super team. They have to do something super. They have to take over they the, have Alamo. To take yeah, the Alamo. I like it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So uh, probably mean a lot to Manu Ginobili. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure. So he, I don't know if that'd be a if he'd help or that'd be a hindrance <laughs> because it matters to him. Isn't he Argentinian? Yeah. <laughs> what does this have to do with Mexico and Texas? Close enough to him. <laughs> okay. 
Mexico, if Mexico takes the Alamo, then he has easier entrance into America. Is, is, so he's is, a little further south. Sure. Okay. And let me, let, me just, let me just make this clear. This is definitely Mexican territory. These are essentially uh, white mercenaries, mm-hmm. for the most part, who are fighting at, technically as pirates mm-hmm. in terms of international law. And their main cause is to defend the institution of slavery because it's illegal in Mexico. Yeah. Okay. So I think there's a lot of motivation from the Spurs. Everybody can kind of get behind. They're, the defenders of the Alamo are on the wrong side of history and the mm-hmm. wrong side of the grave. Well, as far as you three are concerned, so are the Spurs, right? Oh. I mean, and if it comes to protecting the Alamo, would I take those guys, even though they were already successful, <laughs> or would I take Kawhi Leonard? I'm taking Kawhi yeah, every yeah. time. I mean, MVP candidate. The guys from the Alamo already fucking lost, and now they have to face Greg Popovich. Give me the Spurs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm taking the Spurs too. Like a master tech tactician in Greg Popovich. We're talking about a guy Kawhi Leonard who's got reach, who can steal anything. Yeah. Right, so basketball or a, a, a heavily guarded fort. <laughs> yeah, I, I think what happens is Popovich he 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 rests. Lamar, Lamarcus Aldridge, Kawhi Leonard, and Tony Parker mm. for the first day of the battle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Throws the defenders off. Yeah, it's yeah. like, oh, it's too easy. Oh, uh-huh. it's just Pau Gasol. We got this. Yeah. <laughs> and Pau Gasol's in there. He's diverting their attention. Meanwhile, the other Spurs are shooting at him from the perimeter of the mm-hmm. battlefield. Yeah. They've spread out the, de- the defense, and then Kawhi comes in and steals their, their cannon. And also the um, – you know, started quarters interviews with Pop would just be hilarious. Yeah, you yeah. know, <laughs> how do you feel? I'm not going to talk about my battle plans. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Listen, we need to kill more of their people. What else is there to say? <laughs> What's that? A bayonet? <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's Greg Popovich for you guys. The one thing I'll say about Davy Crockett is his hat is stupid. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> <laughs> I think David is this Crockett, your job? You do this for a living? Is this what you do? <laughs> I think David Crockett also would be especially poor at this because <laughs> you know the Alamo guys are from the pre-shot clock era. Yeah, so they're just taking a long time to load up the muskets. Meanwhile, the Spurs are like, "Get rid of it, seven seconds. <laughs> yeah. Get yeah. up and down the battlefield as fast <laughs> as possible." <laughs> There's a lot of teamwork, a lot of, you know, passing of the musket around. They're moving those cannonballs they for are. sure. Yes. And just imagine how many people uh, Kawhi can fit in his Chevy Tahoe to drive straight up, <laughs> <laughs> straight up to the Alamo. <laughs> yeah, they I, just go over the wall, basically. Yeah, <laughs> man, man who Euro steps around the garrison <laughs> yeah. and into the Alamo. Those guys have never seen anyone take a step sideways. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> the Eurostep is going to definitely blow their minds. I'm yeah. going to say that, that the Spurs win overwhelmingly, but Dwayne Deadman dies in the back. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Because what's his name, guys? Deadman. He's a Deadman. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Marked for Deadman. Patty Mills is also wounded. Yeah, yeah. He gets one in the, in the, the shoulder. Yeah. So it's like it's dramatic, but he survives. They just have to cut his whole arm off. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. you don't want the gangrene to set in, like right. like uh, right. Werner Herzog from Jack Reacher. <laughs> I don't know why I'm bringing that up. That was something we talked about off the air, but I love that movie. 
Show me your rare, man. <laughs> All right, so the Spurs are now two and zero for the season. <laughs> yeah, the they've season. defeated the Warriors. They're actually and three and zero because they also beat uh, the Sacramento Kings, yeah, which is also right. so. Actually, yeah, the Spurs have already proved that they can decimate a frontier outpost like Sacramento. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, uh, that was great. That was this was a wonderful episode, Cornell. Thank you. I'm so glad you could be here. Anything you want to promote to our multitude of fans? <laughs> um, no. Right. <laughs> That's usually Joey's line. <laughs> no, <laughs> not really. Sean, what's going? Sean always has something to promote. Yeah, I'll be headlining the San the San Francisco Punchline on December 20th. Finally, tickets are available on sale now. You can buy them. Who Get else? in advance. Who else is on that lineup? Uh, Bucky Sinister. Great. Uh, Corinda Dobbins. Wonderful. Jules Posner. Oh, baby. And uh, Kate Willett. Awesome. Joey. Uh, just review our podcast on iTunes. It helps, I guess. Apparently, that's what other podcasts say, so <laughs> I'm assuming it would also help us. Uh, and then tweet at us if you have any suggestions or questions. We'd like to start taking those so yeah, at uh, round rock pod on twitter and round rock was it round ball rock pod at gmail.com yeah, is the yeah address? it's very consistent yes uh and also you can follow all of us on twitter uh mm -hmm. at our individual twitter handles i'm at dave underscore shilling and i'm doing a uh every other week nba column for the guardian so check that out um i'm enjoying it i hope you will enjoy it too We'll see you next week. Trust the process. Trust the process. Big Malik, what's going on, baby pa? Chilling out of what's up? I'm maintaining, man. Remember back in the day before we got to where we at right now? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Moms used to be on your back. Pops used to be on punishment and everything, man. Nah, Make you study is. and hit them books and everything. Those are the good old days, you know what I'm saying? So why don't you let them know how I used to be back in the day, you know what I'm saying? Man, listen, until I realized that I had a special gift. It wasn't all a bowl of cherries for me to cope with. Everything that life dealt out, I made sure I felt out the situation to not go the wrong route. And with that in mind, I give thanks to my pops and my moms for extending their loving arms. And being strict on me whenever need be Not to hang with the riffraff too frequently They be like, boy, keep your head in the books In a strange way, my mom's always gave me looks To suggest, son, you got potential To be an instrumental Part in the silly name Which could lead to family, fortune, and fame Yeah, just stack that money, kid So I thought I'd make ball play in my career And thank God, I'm finally here Life's just one big jump shot Either on or you might be off So try to maintain and refrain from the strain And don't get lost in the sauce Life's just one big jump shot You're either on or you might be off So try to maintain and refrain from the strain And don't get lost in the sauce Life in the bumps at times was a little shaky Hold up, what was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.